and welcome back footy fans to another episode of Donnie's Disposals. I am your host coach Donnie has here back with another off-season supporter series. We've started off this series with a few waffle. I wanted to get some Sandful fans. So we get our first Sandful fan of the year. I will not say what club he is because I want to let him have that luxury. Joining us from South Australia, we have Rob. Rob, thank you for hopping on the podcast today. G'day. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a nice opportunity to have a chat to someone in the US and and share the gospel of Australian rules footy. Yeah, I absolutely love it, sir. Well, again, this may be a footy podcast. I know we're going to talk footy plenty on this, but let's, I like to find out just the littlest bit about the person that I'm chatting with. So if you could just give us really quick, a little bit about yourself outside of the game of football. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got a, a wife and two kids, two girls, uh, live in South Australia, in, uh, in Gawler, South Australia. Uh, I'm a, former journo by trade and now working in marketing and tenders for, for an outdoor asset management and construction company. And uh, yeah, I, I'm heavily involved with my local cricket club, which is the Trinity Old Scholars Cricket Club, the, whose cap I'm wearing. And love music, buy lots of vinyl, and, and I have a very large t-shirt collection. Absolutely love it. So we'll hop into it again. SA is footy mad. So I have to ask this favorite thing about the sport of footy. Um, yeah, I was thinking about this and my, my wife said she loves how much the game changes and how much the game can change. She's, uh, she's into a footy as well. Um, but uh, I, what I love is the connectivity um, on the field and off the field. I love the connectivity of, of the way a game can can move so quickly across a field um, and and everyone everyone gets a chance to be involved. Uh, some games you stand there, for, like cricket, we've been talking about cricket, some games you can stand there for ages and not be involved, but footy, everyone, everyone can be involved in some way during the game. But it's the connectivity off the field. Like I've got so many friends and connections through football uh, right across, particularly South Australia, um, through, through being a football supporter or a player. I just love, love having uh, people I can talk to about footy. Absolutely. Fantastic. All right. We're, well, let's go into the time machine just a little bit. I want you to go back. What is your earliest footy memory? Um, yeah. So my earliest footy memory would be uh, being a Central District supporter. I'm wearing a Central's Premiership shirt from uh, 2003 here. I think it's 2003 or 2004. Uh, what's it? Yeah, 03. So um, <laughs> being, being a Central District supporter, my earliest memory is going to a game at Elizabeth Oval, sitting at the north end, uh, near, near where the ambulance parks or used to park, um, and being with my family and seeing this bundle of energy around the field and saying to my dad, why is that girl playing footy, dad? And I would have been about six or seven. So it's about 1982 or 83. And it was John Platten, um, hands down the greatest footballer to have ever emerged from Elizabeth uh, and Central District. Um, and uh, my hero, my favorite footballer ever. Um, and we were playing Port Adelaide that day and I also remember Russell being there the great Russell Ebert um, and to me at that age he looked like a pantomime villain like he, he just looked 
he looked evil with his dark hair and, and the black boots did play an evil pantomime role in, uh, in my early football following years. Yeah, yeah. All right. Donnie, you're frozen. Yeah, we had it. We had a little bit, a little bit of a breakup there with the internet, but I think we're, I think we're all good. We we got you back. We got you back. Sometimes, unfortunately, sometimes the cross continental internet sometimes can play havoc with it a little bit. So a, a great oh, story. <laughs> sometimes I maybe maybe I think I think so when it comes to it. So all right. So as you said, you are a central district supporter. So besides that first thing, I mean, how is it that you came to support them? Besides, was it was it really just the first time you went and you got to see them play? No, it's a family thing. Um my family moved to Elizabeth in the 90, early 1960s. My my mom's family. Uh, my, my grandparents with uh, four kids moved from Hillcrest, which was North Adelaide Territory. Um, the, the family had always been North Adelaide or West Torrance. There's a, there's a family connection with the Dillons, who were heavily involved in, uh, in both of those clubs at various points throughout their history. If you look in the history books of both clubs, um, there's, there's Dillons involved and there's a, a family connection there. But when my family moved from Hillcrest to Elizabeth, my grandfather said, "Well, we've got to Elizabeth. I support this club now, and yeah, we're we're all of us who are involved in footy. We love we love Central District. Um, my uncle uncle uh, still goes to games, and I try and catch up with him at games when we can. And yeah, we it's 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 been part of the blood. I'm third generation Central supporter now, which uh, you, yeah." I love it. I absolutely love it because you get the multiple generations. But but I what I gotta ask this is I love the stories about how sometimes you're born you're born into it. Are there any black sheep in the family? Is there anybody that decided to defy the family and 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 support somebody else? And if so, how's the banter when you do get up when you do meet up with them? No, there's not. There's actually not. My um, wife's family supporters as well. Uh, which which has made it easy for me to follow my love of the club um, because they get it and they they get because the SANFL is the the second tier competition now and that, but, and some people would be like well why do you care so much about that but yeah so they they get that supportership um, we do have a Port Adelaide supporter who's who's come into the family through uh, a relationship uh, so that was uh, we went to the SANFL which final was it I think it was the uh, elimination final. This year, or in 2023, Central's in Port, and it was Father's Day, so we're all there and uh, celebrating Father's Day, and yeah, so that was an interesting day. Uh, he's he's Port through and through. Um, yeah, there's not too much banter. He's a bit long the footy to watch the footy and, and not focus too much on the periphery, and we just get we get a bit inward bound, I think, both of us. So yeah, there's not too much banter. Yeah, I, I I'm one of those. Hey, if you can have some playful banter, and as long as it's respectful and we respect each other, I think that, that sometimes those are the best. It's when you is when you get the Muppets that decide that it's just a little bit more important than than life is, is when it goes a little bit overboard. So, alrighty, I, as again, you kind of said like with a lot of these clubs, there's a big history. There's a lot of history that sometimes isn't discussed because it isn't the AFL, it isn't the juggernaut with all the money that is the AFL. So. Could you give me just a little bit of a history lesson of what you know of Central Districts, their success, how many premierships they have, and, and some of the great players that have donned the the red, white, and blue? Yeah, so uh, the club was formed in 1959. Uh, Elizabeth, the suburb, was only just being created then. Uh, it's known as the satellite suburb of Adelaide. It was, uh, it was an extension of the city where they were trying to get more, more of a population into South Australia, so they built 
Elizabeth, and it was at that point they decided to start a footy club. Um, in 1964, we joined the SANFL League ranks, and uh, it was a long time before we had any premiership success. I can particularly remember copying the sledge, uh, show us your premierships when I was a kid. Um, and as, as, uh, as a kid, that was pretty tough. For, and it's only now that I realise how young we were as a club back then. When I was born, we were only, we'd only been in the SANFL for 12 years. So we're a relatively young club when you look at the history of your Norwoods and Port Adelaide's and Sturts who have, who have a grand history that goes back. And South Adelaide, of course, who uh, yeah, have, have a real, real grand history. Um, so we, we did go through a long time without a premiership. Um, I think we went from 1972 to 1994 without winning a, a finals match, let alone winning a grand final. So that was that was pretty tough. You, you'd go pretty pessimistic to finals because yeah, the doggy doggies would get the doggy wobbles on again, and we'd lose. And then then Alan Stewart came along in 1994 or thereabouts and changed all that. We beat Norwood in a in a final at Football Park, I think, by about four points. Um, I was there that, that day and it was was pretty cool to be there to watch that. Um, I have have memories and being a being a much younger supporter, I have memories of waving the Norwood fans off as they left, saying see ya, see ya. And then the person next to me was the father of a friend of mine said, What are you doing that for? Like, well, they used to do it to us. And he said, Well, you know how much that hurts. And so so I've been, yeah, I, I can be a bit vocal at the footy, but I don't tend to sledge opposition supporters as much as I might have when I was younger. As a result of that, but yeah, we went through that period where we were making finals, couldn't win the grand final '95 and '96, lost both to Port Adelaide, which is where the pain was from Port Adelaide that I referred to earlier. Um, but then there was 2000. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was that was amazing. 2000, our first premiership, um, the whole community came together, and it felt like Elizabeth had something to be proud of. Um, Elizabeth is a community that variously has a reputation in South Australia, and sometimes that's very unfair, I feel. Um, but it, that united a lot of people, and I got to see a lot of old friends and family very happy that day in 2000. And then we went through the decade of dominance where we made every grand final between 2000 and 2011. That was good fun. That was very good fun. Wearing an 03 Premiership shirt here, um, and, yeah, I've got... I was wearing my 2000 Premiership shirt the other day. So, yeah, so it was good times. It's been a bit slim since, but uh, I think we're back in the hunt. It'll be it'll be very interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to this sample and the sample W season as well. So I, I I love this because I think I think the rivalry sometimes don't always get discussed discussed again. The AFL kind of dominates Collingwood, Carlton, and on all that. So who would you say is the Dougies' biggest rival and why? Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, obviously, we used to have a really big rivalry with Port Adelaide. That kind of changed once they went to the AFL. They have bigger fish to fry, um, which is fair enough. Um, I think we still feel that rivalry a little bit, like we certainly did at the elimination final this year. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's Port Adelaide. There's, there's similarities between the perception of the supporter bases uh, as well. So sometimes you hate your own. Mm-hmm. that most resemble you um there's a bit of uh, psychology there i guess being being from where we are we we kind of look at sturt and norwood and don't like them that much but yeah i don't know the, the rivalries aren't quite what they used to be i think the rivalries have gone elsewhere into the afl and that's where people invest their energy in that sort of thing 
Most mm. most people I come across, they're there for the banter on the day, and then they go home and and <laughs> you know they're just happy to have been at the footy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different in the sample ever since Port Adelaide decided to go up because they, there's not the same rivalry with the with the reserves. Mm. So I completely agree with you on that one. So. All right. I know this isn't easy, and sometimes I've even had the luxury of seeing this. What is the first item for, that you ever got from Centrals ah. or Centrals that you were ever given or well, bought? Have I got a treat for for football supporters here? Awesome. Um, firstly, my most treasured my most treasured piece is my scarf that I got when I was about ten or eleven. Um, I wear that whenever I go to a doggies game, um, and I don't think it's ever been washed. My wife will try and take it and wash it, but I refuse. <laughs> like when you're talking blood, sweat, and tears, there's a lot in that scarf. There, there's spilt pies, there's spilt beer, there's tears, there's blood, there's everything in that scarf. So I haven't got that here. But what I do have is some of the stuff that I had when I was a kid. Um, people recognize this beautiful piece, this woolen white Guernsey, um, very English, 60s, 50s soccer soccer styled expect given our uh, our heritage um that's the old guernsey we don't have that guernsey anymore but everyone loves that guernsey uh i've got a jumper that i wore just everywhere when i was a kid this is a very 1980s style jumper with bulldogs on the back um and and a t-shirt which is disgustingly dirty but you can see how small it is and <laughs> mm-hmm. i used to wear awesome. that all the time as a kid so um yeah uh i've still got those in the cupboard uh I, I almost feel like i should just maybe see if the club wants them because they're doing nothing in my cupboard but i kind of feel like <laughs> merchandise the merchandise you used to be able to just go to your local store and buy um now if mm-hmm. you want to buy central's gear buy it from the club. Mm-hmm. um I, I guess it's the the mass produced stuff tells a story of a different time when the snfl was king in this town mm-hmm. um and uh, yeah, I, I do love that jumper and that shirt, that style of uh, SNFL heritage there. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I love seeing that. I love that. I love the history. It's always fantastic to see that. So this is one of my favorite questions that I ask because I just love seeing them describe it because I've said it numerous. I've become a nuffy to use the Aussie term. I've become a nuffy of footy. I, I love watching it. If I can get a chance, if I have to stay up till two in the morning to watch it, I will. But I love finding out about how how much of a nuffy, how big is your fandom of the Central Bulldogs? So if you could describe to me your fandom of the Central District's Bulldogs, I'd love to hear it. Uh, passionate, loud. Um, yeah. Uh, the fact I'm, I'm a member, the, the fact that I still go probably to games probably says a lot. I don't go to every game, uh, but if I'm not at a game, I will definitely be have it on the TV at home streaming if I'm home or I'll be checking the score if I'm if I'm out and about with the family doing stuff. Uh, my girls do a lot of dancing. Sometimes that takes up our Saturday afternoon so I can't to a game when they've got competitions on or things like that. So I'll always be checking the score. Um, definitely I've been to all of our grand final appearances and I would be absolutely devastated if I were to miss one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not the full number like some of my mates would be that are still around and involved in the club. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm very passionate about the dogs. Definitely. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Genuinely appreciate <laughs> it. So, so as you kind of, as you kind of said earlier, you, you told us about the first ever game that you attended. So I, I'm not, I'm not going to rehash that one to, to go off of 
so we'll, so we'll jump to my next question is, is, and I love this one because for some people, this is like picking their favorite child, especially as you said, you have years of supporting the doggies favorite player of the past that's ever done the doggies Guernsey. Oh, and do you have a favorite player currently on the doggies list? As I, as I said earlier, um, John Platten, um, my absolute hero. Uh, he comes from the footy club where I played all my years and, and at the start of my senior footy, uh, Elizabeth football club. Uh, you know, there's debate. There's always debate about who is the greatest Rover in, in AFL history in, in Australian rules history. And he's right up there. Brandland medalist, McGarry medalist, um, his family are uh, just intrinsically involved with Elizabeth Football Club and Central District Football Club. Um, I've got a, a, a poster on my wall in the lounge of him. As a kid, I used to see him all the time around the place and I still see him around the place now that he's back at Elizabeth and involved. Um, and there are times there are times when I find it really hard to talk to him because he's, he's my hero. Like, mm -hmm. he was my absolute hero. A guy who came from Elizabeth and and was able to achieve and get and and was known for doing positive things was um, he was a big role model for me as a kid um other other favorite players of course you look at wilbur wilson and gilbert mcadam rudy mandemaker you can't go past him um the gowans boys love the gowans boys they were what helped bring us that success uh, in the 2000s and they're just magnificently accessible blokes now they love our club still um they don't know me but I think they recognise me from just saying g'day every time they, they walk past at the footy. Um, and I see them still today, the way they give to our fans, I think is magnificent. Um, other players, I'm trying to think other players from the past. Um, yeah, Rob Fraser was my first senior footy coach. Um, and, and he's still someone that I chat to a lot and, and count as a friend now. Um, and he's, he's, uh, he was a player that I looked to as a kid. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of players over the years. Current players, Harry Grant is magnificent. He's brought us something, winning the McGarry medal and just brought us a bit of bite around the pack. Love the way the Schiller, the Schiller boys have gone about it over the last uh, decade or so. Um, Billy Isles bouncing off the halfback flank for us. He's one I love to watch at the moment. Um, and of course, there was the, there's the recently retired Justin Hoskins, who I'm sure every other club supporters hated. Um, but he... He was a, a mercurial player who could who could sometimes just pull absolute magic out of his arse and uh, and win a game where where you most desperately wanted it. Definitely, definitely. All right, my come to another one that I absolutely love, just because the twinkle in the eye as I ask this question and as they describe it, most memorable moment so far as a Dougie supporter. <laughs> well, pretty easy. Two thousand. Um, and, I, and I can feel the emotion welling up now as I talk about it. Um, yeah, that was a big, big day. Uh, winning that flag. Um, yeah, I, I really am emotional talking about it now. And that's that's probably a bit of my fandom. I think I'm a, I'm, a, I'm very emotional. Um, the 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 outpouring uh, when we finally won that, and I can still remember hearing Gary Window on the radio on the car on the way home. Just uh, just being emotional about the win, um, hugging hugging family like we had we had twenty or thirty family members spread around the ground that day, and finding them in the in the pack afterwards, and going back to Elizabeth and seeing the oval packed with people you'd grown up with or or played footy with as a kid, and all celebrating. Um, I always 
my football dream myself was to play in Central's first premiership. And I would have been 22, I think, when we won that first flag, 21 or 22. And I was of that age that I could have been in that first team. Um, so to to see people that I kind of knew as well or I had played footy against achieve that dream was was quite beautiful as well. Awesome. Yeah, 2000, but 2000, uh, 2010 was pretty special as well. Uh, my daughter had been born on the Monday before that. Uh, she she was born very early, three months early. Uh, so it had been an emotional week. Collingwood won the 2010 Premiership the day before, and then we went out and won a thriller against Norwood. So uh, I think by 10 points in the end. Um, yeah, those those two two Premierships are right up there for me. Fantastic. I, I, like I said, I love seeing the smile on your faces as you talk about it. it it's always great to see that. So, all right, we'll, we'll go. We, we, we've had our nostalgia time a little bit. We'll, we'll go a little bit more to the present. As they said, we're, we're in the off season. We're coming off of the 2023 season and the doggies make finals. They go nine to nine. They get in. They knock off Port Adelaide in in that elimination final, and unfortunately, then then run into the Sturt in the next in the next round. So unfortunately, so your thoughts on last season? Would your thoughts as as a doggy supporter? Would you consider this a successful season, or is this one of those where you make finals, it's good, but you fell a little bit short than probably the ultimate goal of winning a premiership? No, I was really happy with the season just gone. Um, Greg Edwards has come into the club and is running the club now and and it, it was going to take time for him to build the platform for success that we want to achieve and there's been a gradual incline over the past few years in the club's performance on and off the field. You need, you need confidence off the field to build on the field as well and that's been growing. I've been really, really chuffed with what Greg's achieved so far. Last season, the recruiting, I could see we were we recruited recruited a big number of players. That was about building depth and getting the right people in to fulfil the needs of the coaching staff. Uh, new coaching staff were coming in. We got a new recruiter in uh, Mark Ross. Um, so I was bullish about last season. I thought that we were going to challenge for the five, if not just make the five, and that's pretty much what happened. We got in in the last round of the season, beating Port Adelaide at Elizabeth Oval. Uh, it was a magnificent day um, when you talk about past rivalries. Obviously, it's still there because uh, we were pretty pumped that day when we beat them out of Elizabeth. Um, and to beat them in the final was beyond expectations, to be honest. They had a lot of AFL pl experienced players in the side. They had Scott Lysett playing in the ruck, um, who, who actually went in and played for Port Adelaide in the seniors the week after. So there was a lot of reasons why we shouldn't have won that game, but we did. There's a lot of heart in that team. And there's a lot of growth that's happened in the past past season. So I was really happy with last season. Uh, this year, this year I'm expecting a bit more. Uh, I certainly won't be booking holidays away late in the season like I did this year, just gone. Um, I think that uh, we can go deep into the finals with the recruiting we've done. Uh, I'm not going to say we can win the flag, but anything can happen once you get there. I think that uh, they've, we're, we're a shot this year to, to do something. Not, not necessarily in the flag, but we're shot to do something. If you get into the five, you got a shot. That's the one thing I, right. I say to most. If you get if you get into the five, you have the absolute shot. All right. So, I mean, I think we come off of, I've just, in the last couple of weeks, have done my AFL off-season stuff. And, and again, the AFL and AFLW off-season stuff is, is a lot more 
out there. So it's not always as big when it comes to offseason moves. Do you keep an eye on the offseason moves and what the doggies have done and, and your yeah, thoughts definitely. on their offseason moves? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this, this we've been busy again. Mark Ross has been uh, heavily invested in finding some good young talent. You can see that we're we, we needed a bit of grunt in the midfield and a bit of ball carrying into the forward line and ensuring that our forwards got better service. Uh, it's been a bit of a over the last few years. And uh, I think it was a limiting factor this year uh, in 2023. You can see that the team, the recruits that we've got uh, working towards that, uh, improving that area. We've got Kai Pudney, who uh, played for Woodville West Torrens in a premiership, I'm pretty certain. Um, I think he's a great pickup for us, a, a hardworking midfielder, um, someone who's going get, to get in and get the ball for us, extract the pill. Uh, Jake Gasper, who's coming from uh, Port Melbourne, I think, in the VFL. Uh, he's a, he's a, got to kind of add a bit of bite around the forward lines, which I always like, nippy little forwards. And uh, Kate Dittmar was announced on Friday, who's going to be a hard midfielder defender type. Um, Kate's got some great football heritage in him. His uh, grandfather was Wally Dittmar, played for Port Adelaide in the late uh, 50s and early 60s, won a flag with them. Actually, he actually coached a club that I played for in the Riverland, Loxton in the 60s, and uh, very, very much respected uh, football family, the Dittmars. Uh, there's lots of connections to sport from them right across South Australia. So uh, those, are, those are some of the guys we've brought in who I think can make a difference. Uh, also, would like to see, I'm really excited for Bo Thomas, who is Coach Paul's uh, brother and the son of Jamie Thomas, who... Um, was someone I watched when I was a kid. Jamie Thomas was a hard at it footballer, um, and I can see those it's in Bo, and I'm really hopeful uh, of what he can achieve. I was there when he got his, when he debuted last season. Took a mark in front of me on the 40 meter, 50 meter line, kicked a goal with his first kick in league footy, which is always nice. And he looks reminiscent of his dad as well, the way he plays. He's got. He's got shoulders that are broad and he, he, he attacks the ball f hard like that. So I'm really looking forward to him. Um, yeah, Billy McCormick, I think, is another player who can go to another level for us. He's a ruckman. Um, got Buckets McKenzie back at the club helping the rucks, which is fantastic. And um, I noticed I noticed in the club notes yesterday that uh, the club's mentioning Jaden Matz around. He's a, he's a young junior uh, ruckman. Uh, who it's going to be interesting to see because the club mentioned him twice in the in the newsletter this week. So obviously they're putting a bit of hope in him as well. So uh, it'd be really good to see how he goes. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how it goes. And you kind of said this is a little list, but your expectations. And again, I wrote this, and I really should change the words because I hate expectations personally. Mm -hmm. and, and, and maybe it's just a little bit me. But your your thoughts on next year? Do you have expectations? Is this a team that you think goes deep? Is this a flag contender team? Your thoughts on next season? Yeah, as, as I said, I think we can do something this year. Uh, whether we can win the flag, I don't know. I don't. I don't like to make those sort of predictions. Uh, especially in the SNFL because it can change quite rapidly mm -hmm. with uh, with AFL drafts. Um, they can change things quite significantly. Mm -hmm. So the, the clubs clubs aren't, aren't always the same as they were last last. Look at Norwood. I think they won the flag in 2022 and then finished bottom or near bottom uh, this season, just gone. Um, they're going to be much better. Clubs, clubs are going to, um, yeah, I, I 
think we can see more from Sturt. I think they were a bit disappointing towards the end of last year. I know, I know that they beat us and knocked us out of the finals, but I, I felt like they were a bit better than where they finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, the were dominant. So it is going to be interesting. I, I, I believe we can do something. Whether it is win the flag, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of obviously a lot of variables, but if we can make that top three, anything's possible. Yeah, that that pesky midseason draft sometimes I think can can make or break some some of the state league seasons sometimes on what happens there. So it's always fascinating to go on that. So all right, we're gonna have a little bit of fun here. I I know over here, especially a lot of Americans think that they can do the job um of, of being the being the guy that makes the moves, the the general manager, the list manager, as they say over in, in Australia. So I'm gonna have some fun for one day. I'm going to install you as the list manager for the Central Districts Bulldogs. You can poach one player from any of the other clubs in the sandful to join yeah. the doggies to give them a shot to win a flag next year. Who would be that player that you would bring over to Elizabeth? Yeah, so um Everyone loves a big key forward, don't they? Somebody's taking a grab up forward. Uh, a player that's bothered us in recent years is Liam McBean from Glenelg. Never mm-hmm. quite had the defender to match him. Um, and he's just got an aggressiveness at the ball and the player. And yeah, he's got a little bit of arrogance that we all like um, in players that are playing for us. I'd, Glenelg won't miss him. They had three blokes in the top four goal kickers in the league last season so yeah they wouldn't miss miss Liam McBean if he came across to us take away a problem and make it an asset I love yeah. it absolutely That's love right. it so all righty anybody that listens to my podcast knows I am a huge supporter of women's footy so I gotta I gotta ask you this real quick do you keep an eye on the central district's women's team and if so how good was it a premiership in their first ever finals appearance yeah so um I don't watch with the same amount of energy as I do the men, mainly because a lot of their games, they start their season earlier. Um, I'm heavily involved with my local cricket club. Also a big Adelaide United fan in soccer. So we, we watch a lot of them, men and women's team. We watch a lot of, lot of and go to a lot of games with them. Um, so there's only, I've only got so much bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's cricket, there's, you know, there's test cricket as well. So I've only got so much bandwidth, but I do follow the team, follow the scores and, if I can and I'm home, I'll stream their games. Um, I did watch the grand final last year with my grandmother, actually, who's a big Centrals fan. Um, I did watch the women's final with her, and that was a wonderful game, wonderful day. It was really nice to celebrate a win. Um, yeah, so I'm not going not gonna to claim to be the biggest fan or know all the players, uh, although I do recognise their names from around local, local footy scenes. Um, but, yeah, it was very exciting last season to see the ladies win a flag. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they go this year. That'll be really interesting to see how they go because I I think that for the most part, almost all of their team is back. The only thing I the only loss that I am fully aware of is Caitlin Wendland, but I'm yeah. not sure if she's going to come back or not since so she did get she delisted did from Brisbane. She yeah. might be back, so I'm I I yeah. haven't seen yeah. anything whether she has or hasn't. I, yep. I, I have to say this. Shelby Smith is one of my favorite players in the entire oh, competition. She's as tough as fantastic. nails. Yep. And yep. the fact and the fact that she took a shot at her dad, who, who is a Central's legend in and, in and of itself, was was yeah. made me chuckle a little bit. But I love yep. the I love the doggies. I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching them as as much as it hurt because I did interview Ali Farrell from the from Nor from the Norwood Football Club, so I had a little bit of a soft spot for Norwood. So to see Central's kind of demolish Norwood in that in that 
preliminary final was a little bit tough, but it gave me it gave me a way to, to watch the grand final and, and to cheer on Shelby because she, like I said, she's one of my favorite players to watch because she's absolutely tough as nails. Absolutely love her. So I, I yeah. thoroughly enjoy that doggies team. They're they're gonna I think they're gonna be tough again this year. I think they're gonna be really, really good. I'll be fascinated to see how this season goes because there's a lot of really super talented, super talented girls that are drafting for next year that i think that i think are going to be fun to watch coming up this year so we've talked sample we're going to do just the littlest bit of the afl because again a lot a lot of my fan base does cover the afl so i must ask do you have an afl side and if so who is it yeah it's uh, a lot of a lot of people will hate this but it's collingwood uh big Collingwood (laughs) fan um and i've managed to convince my girls to join the Collingwood Wagon. So that was fun this year. Uh, my wife's a Crow supporter. She's a Crows member. Uh, so she she actually probably sees more AFL games than I do in a season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there's a bit of rivalry when you talk about banter and rivalry in the family. That's <laughs> definitely, that's definitely happens. Um, yeah, yeah. So this year was pretty, pretty darn good. I, I'm still watching the highlights of stuff from the grand final. We, we actually weren't in Australia for that. We're in China for the grand final and managed to watch it in a sports bar in, in, in Guangzhou. So, which was actually nice. It was nice to be away from the pressure of the grand final and, and everyone talking about how much they wanted Collingwood to lose because that's pretty much the standard conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, it was nice to wipe some ghosts away of previous grand final losses. Definitely, definitely, for sure. I, I, I completely understand. Again, I, Collingwood was just so good. And they just, they they just, every time you thought they finally were going to slip, they would find a way to get their footing yeah. and, and just do it. They, they were an exciting team to watch. That grand final was magnificent, right up there with some of the best. Again, 2018, I know you were on the opposite side of the winner on that one. Oh, that's good. We, but, don't, we don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but an incredible game, and again, as an American, there there was a little there was a little soft spot on me that loved it for Mason Cox to be able to to be an American to have a Premiership medal. That so that that was that was really cool. That was really really cool for me. So so that was a lot of fun. So I I I'll, staying on the AFL bandwagon, I got to ask this as an as an SA person, your thoughts on Gather Round? Because when it when they first announced it, I, I wasn't one hundred percent sure. I thought it was just going to be a Magic Round ripoff. And I thought SA did a magnificent job. I thought it was very well done. The games were magnificent. You showed up in droves and every single game had tons of fans there. Your thoughts on gather round, because I think it was magnificent. Yeah, we loved it. Um, We were going to build a whole weekend around it in terms of getting a hotel in the city um, and, and, and going to as many games as we could. Unfortunately, the Crows being on Thursday night and Collingwood being on Sunday made it, and the last game on Sunday made that a bit difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we, I went to three games over that weekend. I loved, loved seeing all the supporters there. You know, you go to, I went to the Crows Carlton game on the Thursday night, and the atmosphere was massive, absolutely massive. Uh, and there were supporters from other clubs there, and you could see them walking around with their Kangaroos gear or their Carlton, uh, their, their their Sydney gear or whatever. Um, and I, I was wearing my Col scarf at a, at a Crows Carlton game being a total nuff um, <laughs> but yeah it was great fun and and uh, people came across from Victoria I caught up with some mates from Victoria that, that came over for it and yeah, it was a great atmosphere I really enjoyed it uh, again Collingwood's been given the last game on Sunday at four o'clock I think it is on a Sunday which is a bit tough time slot on a Sunday either when you just want to get ready for the week ahead but mm-hmm. we'll be there um, and yeah we'll, we'll definitely be getting to a heap of games 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, well as, as a, as a Collingwood fan, I'm very interested on your thoughts on this because this year AFL decides they see that the NRL is sending a few teams up here to my country, up to Vegas to do a few games. And, and in their utter brilliance, they decide let, let's, let's have some fun and, and send some teams North for a round zero, which uh, I, well, let's not get started on that particular topic, but your thoughts on the, on this expansion to try to, expand into the northern to the northern states with this round zero this year yeah i don't know why they just just didn't call it round one i guess i guess that there's marketing stuff going on there there's keeping uh richmond and richmond and carlton i think it is happy with the round one game opening of the season i think that's keeping them happy having that giving them that marquee game i'm certainly not going to be one to complain about marquee games because colin would do very well um, but I, th I think it's magnificent getting as many games as they can into the Eastern States. Uh, it's, there's more room for growth there. There's, uh, if, if our game is to survive in the future, we need in the Eastern States. We're, it's a game played in one nation. Um, where there's going to be a point where we tap out the audience um, in, in, this, in the lower, in the uh, Melbourne, South Australia, Perth. Uh, so we need those Eastern States on board and we need the growth there. Queensland, I've heard a stat that Queensland will have more participants in Australian rules footy this season coming up than South Australia will for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. So that's that's pretty significant, uh, which indicates that that state particularly needs a bit more respect uh, from, from people in the heartlands of footy. Um, yeah, it's okay to bag the Suns um, for, for taking up AFL dollars when there could be a side in Canberra or whatever or, or another side in Perth. Um, but the numbers now are starting to say that they need a bit more respect and the hard work that the AFL's done in growing the game has been of benefit. So I don't mind it at all. Yeah, well, and especially after this year's this year's draft and the the whinging coming from Victoria about the four the four kids from the academy going to to yeah. the Gold Coast. I I honestly think that there's there's a lot more there's a lot more significance to to queensland footy than i think some people give credit for and, and i'd love to go in another topic but i, I don't want to use the time right now for that so i i've told many people on the podcast i have not had the ability to get to australia it is on my bucket list to get there so i'm doing some research i'm asking all of my interviews to, to get a little info on this so as an american we love our food when we go to our sporting events so i have to ask what is your go-to food at the footy uh, at Elizabeth Oval, it is is the old. Uh, if you if you watch a game at Elizabeth on on TV on your stream, you'll see at the northern end, the north uh, northeastern end, there's a little snack bar canteen, brick brick uh, contraption, brick setup, uh, and they have hot dogs in there. And I will always have a hot dog, and probably a red tin, West End red tin at the footy uh, at Elizabeth Oval. Anyway, uh, otherwise I'll try the hot dogs or the or the steak sandwiches at other grounds. Awesome. Awesome. Alrighty. And then I, I, I really want to be sure that I get the ultimate footy atmosphere. If I go, I want to be able to get the best possible seat. So when you go to the footy, where is your go-to seat with, that you think is the perfect place to watch the footy? Well, this is the perfect place for me. Um, I, if you're going to Elizabeth Oval and you want to get the full atmosphere, I'd definitely recommend you go stand in front of the grandstand uh, where all the where all the diehard supporters are. And if we get a win, you'll hear us chanting you dogs at the players as they mm -hmm. come off the field. Uh, there is no better feeling than that being amongst the throng of supporters chanting that. Uh, it's a very unique part of our club is that we have chants that no other footy club does. You dogs and the centrals chant um, 
love that. Uh, but for me, I when I go to Elizabeth Oval, I stand in front of the scoreboard uh, on the on the northeastern side. There's there's a bit of there's a crack in the pavement that where I stand. It's it's that it's that precise where I am. Uh, I'll go and stand in front of the scoreboard and uh, watch the game from there. Next next to the uh, next to the brick uh, brick canteen. Uh, it's where our family has always stood. Um, quite often, I'll be the only person out there nowadays. Crowds aren't what they used to be, um, but yeah, I, I like it. It's a nice place to get a bit of solitude and uh, to get it get engrossed in the game. Mm, definitely, for sure. And then, last but not least, I, I'm building a catalog uh, on here because some of these have been absolute classics. Favorite game of footy you have ever seen on the television, live, tape delay, doesn't oh. matter. Favorite game of footy you have ever seen. Uh, yeah, well, obviously it's hard to go past 2000, 2010, just for the outpouring of emotion for both of those for centrals. Um, did, I was at a, at a game at Alberton in the, in 1994, where we beat Port, uh, 95, sorry, uh, where we beat Port, maybe it was 96. It's around that time anyway. That was really good. Uh, that was, that was back in the day when you get a good crowd to SNFL games, um, and to beat Port at Alberton was always pretty special. It didn't happen too often, but I was there one day when it did. Um, uh, gee, other Central's games. Uh, there's, there's been a few close wins over the years. I'd love, I was in a caravan park a couple of years ago. I was in a caravan park in the Adelaide Hills. Uh, we'd gone away for the weekend, and I was listening to Central's beat the Eagles on, on, on a radio stream. Uh, that was really enjoyable. Um, I wasn't there, but to, to enjoy that um, and to be able to listen to that, I think Phil might have even been commentating that game. Uh, Justin Hosman kicked the goal after the siren to beat the Eagles, who, who went on and played finals. We we hadn't done much all year, but to, that was a sign of things, that a sign of positivity and, and perhaps growth from our club. Um, probably in the AFL, is, there's no better feeling than walking out of Adelaide Oval, having beaten either of the Adelaide sides. And as a Collingwood supporter, we do that. We seem to do that quite regularly uh comes down to one point two points often as well we, we seem to knock them off um yeah i'm sure they'll get some back soon and i'll live to regret this statement but uh definitely <laughs> definitely coming out of there it's uh, nice uh, i love it absolutely love it and the, the honesty is, is absolutely fantastic well rob this has been a fantastic conversation i love your passion for the bulldogs as we had kind of mentioned a couple of times, we, we got connected through Phil Aspinall, who again is one of my very good friends. And, and like I said, he's given me a couple of shout outs on a couple of sample now streams, which I, I still to this day chuckle at that. I, I could go back and rewatch a game that has my name set on it, which I always thought was kind of funny. So it has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you for sharing your love and passion for the central districts Bulldogs. It has been amazing. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's uh, nice to, Nice to share the gospel of uh, Aussie rules football, particularly the second tiers and the SANFL uh, yeah. with someone from, from on the other side of the world. It's amazing. Yeah, Great been, stuff. been really enjoying covering it because I think I think there's there's a passion for the sport and, and for the clubs that are in these competitions that it's untapped. And I, I really wanted to be able to do that. I know it doesn't like I said, it, it's so much easier to be on YouTube or on a podcast talking the AFL. But I thought I'm going to distinguish myself a little bit and, and cover the state leagues. And it's been a blast. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed the people that I've met. I've even had a few player conversations. I, I talked with Georgia Madigan from the Central District's Bulldogs, and she was an absolute fantastic chat. I loved it. So 
that is going to do it for our podcast again today. Keep an eye out more of these off-season supporter series chats still to come over the over the summer and again a couple of fun ones that i'm and i'm working on there are a couple of special fans that i really want to sit down and chat with so keep an eye out more footy coverage i'm gonna get us to march ladies and gentlemen right when some of the state competitions and the afl get back to playing footy we are going to get to it that'll be it for another episode of donnie's disposals we'll be back with more footy coverage very very soon